Welcome to the Ghost Rap Podcast. It's fast, it's fun, it's informative. This is your weekly dose of the news that matters on the markets with your host, The Finance Ghost. For more details on these stories and to make sure you get daily updates, visit ghostmail.co.za. The Ghost Rap Podcast is proudly brought to you by Mazars, a leading international audit, tax and advisory firm with a national footprint within South Africa. We begin with the property sector, particularly with a slant towards offshore countries that are far more interesting than the UK, for example, where returns have actually not been so great for many property funds. At Nepi Rock Castle, where Eastern and Central Europe is the focus, the company just reported record distributable earnings per share. That metric is up 9.3% year-on-year, but in reality it's actually up 17.1% because you do need to adjust for once-offs in the base period related to litigation provisions. The leases have indexation clauses, and this is helping the group manage inflation because the leases go up when inflation does, with its position as a scale player ensuring that the balance sheet is also holding up well. The outlook for 2024 at Nepi Rock Castle is modest, with growth of only 4% expected off this record base. But again, that's still growth, and it's still off a record base. We can also touch on Vukile, which has a portfolio of assets in South Africa and also in Spain, which the market really likes. This is a genuinely solid REIT, which is why the market was only too happy to not just support a capital raise by the group, but strongly support it. Demand was so good that the raise was increased from around 750 million rand to a billion rand, with the shares being placed at only a 0.75% discount to the pre-launch share price, and that is very impressive. Such is the level of support from the market for this story that there wasn't even a story attached to this capital raise. The money has been raised for a pipeline of unnamed opportunities. The property sector really has become a small group of darlings and a long tail of funds trading at vast discounts to NAV that would struggle to raise anything at all, let alone an oversubscribed book build at such a small discount. Ital Tile's results tell us some interesting things about the state of the economy. I don't know about you, but my peer group is not adding on bedrooms right now or redoing the bathrooms. In fact, most of them are renting. Those that own their properties have invested in solar, not pretty new taps. All of this is bad news for Italtal and its peers, with system-wide turnover down 2% and trading profit down 17%. Headline earnings per share, that's down 15%, and the dividend has followed suit. The outlook does not look promising either, with the company highlighting the plight of consumers and what this means for demand. The bright spot, if you can call it that, is the entry-level top T brand that achieved low single-digit growth. That is a lot better than Italtal Retail and CTM, suffering from immigration at the top end and general consumer pressures in the middle market. This is the time to sell solar panels, not tiles. Bitcorp is a great example of how your money can work for you with offshore exposure even without leaving the JSE. This food services giant earns a very small portion of group profits from South Africa, focusing instead on global operations in practically every major region except North America. This has been achieved through bolt-on acquisitions and organic growth. So basically the same playbook that worked so well for Bidvest in building out the diversified industrials group that eventually unleashed Bidcorp into the wild. Bidcorp reported revenue growth of 24% and trading profit growth of 20.8% for the six months to December 2023, which is very strong indeed. But it does also mean that there are margin pressures here, particularly in the UK where revenue was up 21.2% but trading profit fell 15%. That's a big swing. 
The UK is going through a tumultuous time right now, despite the popular narrative that the grass is always greener on the other side. Outside of ShopRite, local grocery retail has been a bit of a bloodbath. Spa is definitely one of the best of the rest, with a trading update for the 26 weeks to 16th February, showing an increasing turnover of 9.3% for the period. Volumes still went the wrong way in the South African business though, with the SAP implementation issues ongoing. In Ireland and Southwest England, turnover was up 7.1% in local currency, so that is solid. But such was the plight of the rand over the past year that Spa Switzerland suffered a declining turnover of 5.7% in local currency, yet this translated into a 9.2% increase in rands. Spa needs to solve its headache in Poland and they need to get out of that business ASAP, while bringing South Africa back to its full potential with the SAP implementation out of the way. And all of this does seem a whole lot easier than the challenges facing pick and pay right now, where the share price has given up all its gains thus far in 2024, in response to the news of just how bad things really are. Boxer looks great, with sales up 17.1% in the 47 weeks ended 21 January. Pick and pay, that was down 0.1%, a terrible result that is even worse when you consider that it includes pick and pay clothing, which was up 17.5% within that number. They are planning to IPO Boxer or separately list it to raise funds. And there is also talk of a rights offer of up to 4 billion Rand later this year. The market has now realized just how rough things are for pick and pay. And that's a wrap. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Ghost Rap podcast should be taken as advice. Please do your own research and visit ghostmail.co.za for more insights into the market.